Well, hello, hello. Welcome to the Gracenomics Podcast. My name is Dave Heiliger. I'm the director here at Gracism Global, where we work to build bridges across the deepest divides of color, class, and culture. Here on the Gracenomics Podcast, you'll get dropped right into a conversation that I get to have with our top leaders here at Gracism Global. Dr. David Anderson and Mr. Kevin Turpin II share some stories about how the power of generosity can bridge these deep divides and change our world. I'm constantly inspired and challenged by these men, and I hope you are too. Well, let's do it. It's time to hop right into this next episode of the Gracenomics Podcast. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Gracenomics Podcast. We are here representing Gracism Global. I'd like to introduce you to our special co-hosts here. We got Dr. David Anderson, and we've got Mr. Kevin Turpin. How are you guys doing today? Wonderful. Blessed. Hey, Pastor. Good to talk nice. with you again. Yeah, definitely. Well, the Gracenomics Podcast is where we share stories of how generosity Generous living and generous giving can change our world. And I am sitting with probably the two most generous people that I know. And that's so cool that we get to hear your stories every time we get together because you guys are giving machines. Do you guys know that? Well, it's cool when you, uh, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another, says Proverbs 27, 17. So Kevin and I partnering up together in crime or in ministry. I'm not sure which one. you. I think it's ministry, Kevin, but... It feels really good to bless people in Jesus's name, doesn't it? It always does. Always does. Well, yeah, you guys don't even give in, like, it's one thing about giving in private, but it's also another thing when you can link up with people and kind of combine your power of giving in order to make an even greater and greater impact. So the fact that these stories can be shared, they're never shared because you guys want to show off your generosity. It's really showing off what God can do through your generosity. Is that right? Absolutely. And the the combining power is not only us combining with each other, it's also combining with God. And that combination is unbeatable. Awesome. Well, today we're going to be talking about the hope giving power of generosity, right? So every week we try to share something, uh, a specific aspect of the power of generosity, as you guys have seen it through your giving. And this time, I think you guys got a story for me about the hope-giving power of generosity. Absolutely. I love this, this theme because we need hope in this world. We sustain ourselves on hope, what, what happens after we, we meet challenge. And there's this great story that I think we can share when they listen to this podcast. They really will, will be given hope through the story. It starts in... Uh, Dr. Anderson, uh, I don't know if you remember this, but it starts actually with a familiar reframe of our stories. I texted Dr. Anderson after spending some time in the Word and actually was spending some time in Judges. Judges, I believe it's 13. It's the story of Samson. And that story really inspired me to start thinking and praying on who needs to hear this story. It's a a story of parents-to-be. They didn't know they were going to be parents to be who had had struggled to have children. And then an angel comes down and gives them the good news that that they would have a child. And not only would they have a child, but this child would be touched by God in the womb and would do great things for the people of Israel. And as I read that story, I started thinking of all the people who even at that moment were, were having that same struggle, the struggle of 
not being able to have a child, but really wanting to have a child. And then I started really getting a burden up for a specific person, someone who I thought had been pronounced barren. And the doctors had told them that they couldn't have children, but God wanted to tell them that they were going to have a child and the hope that that would give them. So I went ahead and texted that over to Dr. Anderson and said, this is a very intimate sense uh, or word that I'm getting from God. And I think we need to pray and pray intensely on this because the last thing I want to do is handle this without care because I know right. how how intimate of a struggle that can be uh, right. for a, a family, for a couple. So we started praying. We just agreed to start praying. Three months went by. We were praying and we, we kept this person in mind. We didn't, we didn't know if this was this something that I was thinking up and it wasn't uh, the spirit or if there was this person out there. But the one thing that we did was we locked, we locked arms and prayed for the person as if they did exist. And we knew that God would bring them to us if they did. And he did. So one day, Dr. Anderson's on his radio show and there's a woman who calls him. And one of the things she says as she's introducing herself is that she wanted prayer because she had just been through two losses of children. And the doctors had told her it wasn't going to happen for her, that she couldn't have children. And immediately Dr. Anderson remembered what we had been praying for. And I believe shot me a text on the air and said, Hey, you got to hop on, you got to hop on the air now and listen to this story. So I did that. And I began listening to the story and immediately my heart connected with her. And we went on to reach out to her. I reached out to her directly and said, Hey, I heard your story on the radio. This is going to sound really weird, but myself and Dr. Anderson, have been praying for you. And her response, I think first was suspicion, as I think a lot of people's response would have been. And I texted her back and said, I know this sounds really weird, but we've been praying for someone who's been told that they can't have a child. And I have a story to give you that will give you encouragement. And it's the story of Samson. And more importantly, it's the story of Samson's parents, the the journey they had to go through before Samson came to be. And Also, we just want to encourage you and pray with you because we really believe we've been praying for you. And more importantly, we we believe the doctor's report isn't the final say. We believe that God really wants to touch your womb and touch you and your husband's union and that you will have a child and this child will be blessed. So eventually, I think after a week, she gets back to me. There was there was space in between the initial outreach and her. She kind of said, let me think about it before I meet with you all. Again, there was some suspicion. She gets back to me a week later and says, you won't believe this. After you reached out to me, connected with me about meeting with my husband and I and just praying for us and encouraging us, I just got a positive pregnancy result. This is unbelievable. This is a miracle. The doctor just told me I can't have a child. So that was further confirmation for Dr. Anderson and I that this this is the person we've been praying for. And this is a miracle that God is delivering and God wants us to seal this miracle with prayer and encouragement. Mm -hmm. So she then said, absolutely. I'd love to meet with you all. And what ended up happening is I just sent encouragement in a text message or actually a note, an email to her and her husband. 
had a number of scriptures in it, and it, it referenced the story of Samson. It referenced uh, the story of Samuel's birth, where his mom was, Hannah was pronounced mm-hmm. barren and really laid out before God and, and, and God touched, touched her womb. It re- referenced the story of John the Baptist's parents where God, not God, touched the womb of Elizabeth. And at, this at this gave, point, at this point, have have you given any money, or at this point, you're just giving encouragement? You're no just money giving yet. word. This you're just giving word. Like, and I really think that the word was important for them because what became clear is the word was to say that that God wanted them to really come together and worship and honor Him ahead of the blessing. The blessing was already on the way. But he wanted them as a couple to really stand before him, worship him. Number two, he wanted them really to trust him, trust him to get them through their trials. They had a number of of other things going on in their in their life, and he wanted them to trust him. So Kevin, give them all remember, this encouragement. Do you remember how much we gave the first time? Yes. It- so we gave this encouragement, and then at the end of it, I say, we want to give. You all two thousand dollars. Two thousand, yeah. Wow. And didn't that like meet a very specific need, if I recall? It was a miracle for them because not only was it the encouragement of being with child now, but also they were about to be evicted from their home. Hmm. So imagine God showing up, answering the prayer that you've had that I really want to have a child. We can't have a child. We've been told we can't have a child. And then God showing up and not only answering your prayer to have a child, but also you're about to be evicted from your home. So you just find out you're pregnant and now you're about to be evicted from your home. And he sends Dr. Anderson and I right in this moment to give them $2,000. They're able to stay in their home. And it's God reaffirming his word, right? I want you to trust me, worship me, really rely on me. And while God is saying this, he's also providing yeah. and proving why, why, he, why he's the rock, why, why he will provide all of our needs. So as you guys think about this, you talk about hope. What If you could kind of in, in your interactions with her, possibly with the husband, what really gave you the indication that they were feeling hopeless? Because there are people that are listening to this right now that might be feeling hopeless and what, what were some of the signs for you that were, you were like, man, what they need right now? It could be a number of different things, but what we think is, is really hope. What do you think, Doc? I do think the conversation that somebody else cares about you who you don't even know and pops into your life, helicopters into your world that you know not of, is really God sharing with them that he sees them. Kind of like the uh, the mother in in the story of Hagar and Abraham and Sarah, and mm-hmm. the fact that she's out in the middle of the desert, and God meets her there as a single mother in a situation where she probably felt like mm-hmm. God wasn't around, and God meets her there to such a degree that she names God El Roy R O I, meaning you know the God who sees. So in a sense, I feel like El Roy, the God who sees, showed up for this woman. And when you have a conversation with a stranger, I'm sure that that gave her hope. And I think 
the, the reason why we probably knew she was hopeless is because she pretty much said it. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, it wasn't like uh, a discovery to her. I, I feel like, you know, God showed up for her and even for her husband to let them know that they have been seen and the God of Elroy has shown up. And she said it directly. What she said was that she thought God was done with her, that the losses, the housing struggles, they were struggling financially just to make it from day to day. She just thought God was mad at her. Wow. I think she came back a couple of times as well. I mean, once, once we established that initial gift, I think she may have had some other uh, needs or issues. And so maybe a couple of times we helped out, but I believe this is the same woman. You can clear it up with me if I'm wrong, that you asked me, Hey, she reached out, she wanted help. And I, I think I may have given pause and said, no, don't do it. Is that, is this the same woman? This is, this is the same woman There there was a moment where we did help again after this. And it, it was God again, where in scripture, doing Bible study, really feeling a burden that someone needed to hear a specific scripture and became aware that it might be her and blessed her again. It was right at a moment where all of her tires had blown out on the road. So again, God's showing her right in the, right in the middle of the trial that I am with you. And that, that was the message I think he was sending us to tell I am with you and re- reaffirmed it through us a number two times. However, that created a dynamic where I think the view of God trying to send the message that I'm with you became Dr. Anderson and I are with them. And that's the thing you have to be careful with, right? Because your generosity is coming with your generosity. This idea of Graysonomics is, isn't just giving money to people. It's a spirit-led moving where God has a message for somebody and you get to be a conduit of that message for a time. That doesn't necessarily tie you to this person indefinitely, even if their physical needs keep arising, that that possibly God has a message for them that your generosity helps carry that message to the point where they can soak it in. Would you say that yeah, that's true? Absolutely. Our generosity is to encourage people's faith. God knows when we need that booster shot, to, to use a metaphor of faith, right? that we need something to to rise our faith up. And he sends other people to do that. But I I heard a quote this morning that I can't credit it because I can't remember exactly who it came from, but uh, it's not me. But it was that faith is meant to get us through trials. Faith is not designed to keep us from them, Mm -hmm. right? So sometimes people need the faith booster to get them through trials, but with with the generosity, that's what it's designed to do to your point We're we're not just giving money or, or agreeing to constantly sustain through our own generosity. Our generosity is actually much more of a reminder, a word from God to boost someone's faith up, to really trust him that he would know that your, your tires are about to blow. He would know that you're about to be evicted yet. He takes care of you that should encourage your faith that he'll do it again and again and again. He'll never leave you or forsake you as the word says. Uh, So when she, she kept coming back and came back a a number of times, Dr. Anderson gave me the wise counsel that although if you're a generous person, 
you can sometimes allow your generosity to become the thing. And that's where you get into glorifying yourself. Are you, are you being generous because you're being guided by the spirit or are you being generous because you want the pat on the back of feeling like, you know, I met someone's need today. And that's an important line, especially for folks who are going to be engaging as we hope in Graceonomics and being generous that uh, you do have to check yourself on is, is this generosity coming inspired by God or is it coming yeah. inspired by me? So there are moments where you have to have that wisdom and discernment to say, no, this is not what God wants right now. And I need to, I need to fall back, tell this person that I'm praying for them and praying that God will continue to sustain them and remind them of God's word because God will sustain them, but not become a crutch where yeah. again, they're glorifying your gift and not God. So does that, Doc, would you say that hand that handoff at the end saying, you know what, my this is where my giving ends actually reinforces that the person is putting their trust in God or their hope, you know, if this is the hope giving power of generosity, that their hope is in the Lord and not just in Dr. Anderson and Kevin Turpin. Like, is that is that handoff yeah. essential to rooting their hope in God and not you? I think that's where the word comes in too. And you give the word as the primary encouragement and the gift as an exclamation point after the word. It's, it's really helpful because they see that gift or they should anyway, as a punctuation. So you have the, you have the word of God and you have punctuation. And I think that that helps them because if they see you as a bank or as a charity or as somebody they can go to, to get, get money, it's not just not good for you, the giver, because now you're not scripture driven and Holy Spirit driven, but I think it's bad for them too, because they're not now leaning on the Lord. Like uh, Kevin had said earlier, they're really looking to you. So I think that part of the the handoff is to remind them that this is coming as a result of God moving us. And what's cool for us is that we don't have to do it alone. You know, the partnership between Kevin and I and even other people, you're not giving in a vacuum. If Kevin were just given, then who's the right person to give to? There's no confirmation, you know, and how do you know when to stop? But when Kevin says, I have 200 bucks and, and, I, and I pray about who it is based on a scripture that he has read, then when that person comes across my desk or my email or my radio show or wherever I am, that confirmation couldn't be more clear. That's what activates the gift to be a God-given one. You know, it's not just a giver, it's the confirmation of of teamwork. You know, and I might add a hundred bucks to it, or or we might, he has 200, I have a hundred, and somebody else has 500 because somebody has a greater need. And they're praying saying, hey, I was, I'm looking to bless somebody, tell us who. So I think when you do it like that, I'm not saying people can't give generously on their own. Surely I do. Surely Kevin does. But what we're talking about here with this Graceonomics, it really is um, folding in a couple of things, scripture, Holy Spirit leadership, an amount of money, confirmation, and partnership. I, I tend to think that those five things is what is almost a secret sauce to what has happened with us. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Especially when you're dealing with sensitive issues like like somebody experiencing infertility. My 
my wife and I had years of trying to have a baby and with no results, no results, no results. Then one of our friends, actually, they in faith gave us a baby blanket, a baby, what? a baby blanket right Uh in the middle of our diagnosis and looking, you know, no hope and everything in the world was saying, you know what? You guys probably are not going to have children. And they gave us a baby blanket. Like that's either like a very insensitive thing to do or a message from the Lord that gives hope and dealing with sensitive issues like that. The more confirmation you can have from advisors around you and people around you that are walking through that with you, I would assume all the, all the better, the more, the more voices you can have listening to the Lord for that. And so uh, we still have that baby blanket and we gave it to our little girl when she was born. And it was, it was so moving to be able to tie the gift of our daughter to the promise that God gave through this friend. So, so powerful on what a gift now we, we, we're talking about a monetary gift, a baby blanket. My wife and I similarly had challenges. We were trying to have children and we had two losses and our son now was on the way. And we're told, we were told that he may not make it, but God gave us a scripture. He gave us uh, Romans 8, 18, our present sufferings are not worth comparing to the future glory that will be revealed in us. We stood on that thing. We prayed on that thing. We fasted on it. And, you know, although we were told that maybe he wasn't going to make it, we get to the the 12 week sonogram, which the doctor suggested that we just, we just wait to see what happens. Uh, and we were praying and fasting and standing on the word in between. And all of a sudden 12 week sonogram, we, we hear a heartbeat for the first time. This was our third, our third try at it. And we look at each other and we start praising God in the room. And the doctors are looking at us a little cross-eyed, but we knew, we knew who did that. So to your point, you you just don't know what you can give someone to give hope. So yeah, Graceonomics, certainly there's monetary gifts, there's physical gifts. There's just a simple scripture or word. You never know if that's the booster shot to get someone through. There's powerful, powerful thoughts in there especially tying it back to where you guys started, that these kind of gifts, walking with people, being able to deliver a grace in their life, you know, a generous moment for you, a moment of grace for them where they might worship him. And that's the goal in, in that moment, have a confirmation that the blessing is on the way. Amen. And so I think as, as we're all listening to this and processing it for how we might integrate some generous living and generous giving into our lives, maybe even in these moments, we could think about somebody in our life who is in need of a message of hope mm. and spend some time praying and, and communicating with the Lord, uh, reading scripture, Holy Spirit leadership, confirmation mm. from others in, within relationship to maybe take part in something like, like you guys have done where hope can come through grace and for somebody. So I really appreciate, really appreciate these stories. Any final, final thought, final word before we sign off today? Just a reminder to everyone that God sees you, God hears you. And within an instant, God can change your situation with a word. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 Well, 
we have tons of encouragement for you all out there as you're listening to these stories of Graceonomics and as you're thinking about how you might even start a Graceonomics group in your area as you're looking to pull some people together. Uh, reach out to us, gracismglobal.com. You can check us out right there. Follow us on Instagram at gracismglobal, and we would love to connect you with more resources so that you can live out this generous living, generous giving to transform mm-hmm. the world around you. Well, thank you, Dr. Anderson. Thank you, Mr. Kevin Turpin II. And I can't wait for our next sesh where we can hear some more stories. Love you guys. Wow. Well, if you like that and you want to see more of what Gracism Global is doing to build bridges across the deepest divides of color, class, and culture, you can follow us on Instagram at Gracism Global. That's Gracism with a G at Gracism Global. And soon to be up and running is GracismGlobal.com. Make sure you share this podcast with somebody that you care about, and we'll be back next time to dive into more stories of generous giving and generous living here on the Gracenomics Podcast. 